The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, September 6th, 2018, season 14, number, episode number 34. Welcome to a very special edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We've got a great show lined up for you guys today. We're talking Carolina Panthers and Cowboys. We're talking about the Panthers' defense, which, by the way, if you haven't noticed, is pretty doggone good. We'll get into that. Dave will give us a scouting report. Uh, you look at how they performed last year. No, go ahead. <laughs> you look like that. And go ahead. You look at how they performed last year. This was one of the better units in the uh, in the entire NFL. Dave will let us know if they still if he still expects them to be that good, um, and how they match up against the Cowboys. Uh, so we'll get into all that. Last time I saw that defense, Coney Ely was making a lot of good plays for him in the Super Bowl. That's really the last time I think I watched, watched them. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. They got one of the best linebackers in the game, so. They got, and he's actually healthy. They got a lot now. of good players. Um, yeah. What's up with Thomas Davis? I know we're getting to the thing. He's, he's out. Suspended, he's suspended yeah. for this game, right? He's Four suspended games. Suspended for the first month. Yeah. Uh, ah, David, sorry. Dave is Dave is going through it this week because I was I was explaining this to somebody at work yesterday that no two seasons are alike, just in term, obviously, but for us too, like every the schedule's a little bit different. Like maybe Jason Garrett does his press conference at. 3.30 on Monday instead of 4.30 or like, is there going to be locker room availability? What time are the podcasts going to be? Uh, what time are we shooting cover four and all mm-hmm. of our other good stuff? Like it's, it changes every year and it always takes a little while to adjust, which is how I wound up forgetting my notes upstairs. Uh, oh, so, is that why you put your, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go get those at some point. So don't do that in the first segment of the show. That's is that the whole that's first, the seg- first segment of the show? All right, cool. Well, I'll just, <laughs> what? No, go off memory. I'll just have to do it from memory. It's fine. Oh, okay, no, no. Um, we got nobody. Well, that goes back to. I mean, one of the things that I was looking at um, text before. Someone. What I said, text someone. Mm. Oh, to go, bring it down. Yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Messenger. Somebody, somebody, um, yeah. No, one of the things that I was looking at, you know how the, the um, PR sends that release and it yes. shows you all the stats and stuff from like both teams and. All of that. So I'm looking to compare it. And I'm like looking at the stats from over the years and stuff like offense, Cowboys offense versus their defense. I'm like, okay, this doesn't matter at all. At all. This is like the Cowboys offense is completely different than what it's been. And we have so many new elements that you can't really give a fair guess. I mean, you can guess and and predict certain things, but it's just you you really don't know what's going to happen. That's why week one is... Is so tough, and yeah. if you're in a survivor league, that's why it's the hardest. Hardest week, it's <laughs> absolutely the hardest to get week. through because you just don't know what's going to happen. Every team, and the Cowboys probably have more changes than most teams in the league, but every team has gone through some kind of change. No team stays the same from year to year, and you just never know what's going to what change is going to affect them a lot positively or negatively. Right? And you know, also they didn't really have a, a true dress rehearsal game because while they did have 30 snaps in that one game with the uh, week two, but I don't really think Cincinnati was doing that. So it's, it's, it wasn't a good, you know, even a, a half of football to say, all right, ones versus ones. This is what we saw. So it's really just kind of a, you're kind of clueless going into this. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's exciting. I, I said that yesterday. It's no different. Have fun watching the, 
Panthers and trying to figure out what they look like right now. That's, you know, Derek, we talked about that in the preseason is like, it's a lot harder to determine what a starting defense looks like in the preseason than an offense. Just, mm -hmm. I mean, you're mixing and matching personnel. How much are you going to play Thomas Davis knowing that he's going to be out for a month? So good luck trying to put it all together. Uh, I'm just going to talk about the Panthers and hope I remember it. But um, this is this is a talented defense. Actually, it reminds me a lot of the Cowboys defense, which is that it seems like it starts really strong and gets weaker as you go back. Yeah. Um, this defensive front is gross in a good way, which I, I mean, I know Luke Keekley's the guy there and has been for a long time, but, uh, <laughs> Oh, Hey, he got my text. That's awesome. Ryan's face. <laughs> He's like, look at this, this amateur. This child. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Good. Now I can actually talk about it. Okay. Hey, well, actually, before we go to that, though, I did need to talk a little bit about injuries, uh, yeah. and then we'll get into, okay. into their, the, okay. the scouting report. There was one injury that popped up on the injury report yesterday that's significant, and my question for you guys is how significant. Cheeto Bay Awuzier, uh, he was limited in practice with a back injury. Tell me tell me good news here, because that, that certainly didn't make Cowboys fans feel um, really good about their starting cornerback. He's got a uniform on today. Okay. That's good news. Much as we know. It's, so, well, he's, he's not, not on, practicing. He's not with the team, but he, yeah. from what we saw, he Sorry. was early, and he moved over to uh, to work um, with the trainers and, and work on the cords. Now, not sure he'll go back into the team. You know, I, I, usually not. Should fans be worried? Um, it's too early to be worried. When yeah. and when if they sign a cornerback to the roster, <laughs> I mean they seriously, if they if they sign worrying. Marquez White or <laughs> well, so no, I'm, Donovan Alumba goes up. To, I'm, you know, I'm just yeah. going back to like right. what was the injury he got at training camp? Hamstring. It was last hamstring. year. No, this year. Oh, oh, hamstring. Oh wait, Cheeto? Yes, he got like an injury. Oh, he dinged his ankle at camp or something. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that we thought it might be something a little more, mm -hmm. you know. Where it would keep him out a little longer, but yeah. he came back pretty soon and stuff. I'm looking at it this way. I'm like, okay, maybe he'll he'll be back. You can usually gauge the seriousness of an injury based on Jason Garrett's body language and the way he talks about it. Which, for instance, uh, Parker Anger, Anger, the new guard, it, you know, he hurt himself in practice yesterday too, and Garrett was like. Yeah, we're going to have to take a look at that. In the meantime, we're working out a uh, Xavier Suafilo, who's a free agent guard. Which, In other words, it doesn't look good. Not working a guy out if you think he can come back by Friday. Yeah. Uh, that sounds bad. So, I mean, that's something to watch. He has, Parker Inger hasn't even finished the cup of coffee he got when he got here, and he's already maybe seriously hurt. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But Cheeto, he said... Uh, you know, he couldn't finish practice, but he's moving around better today. And, we'll, we're, you know, we're hopeful he's going to be able to mix in. Yeah, so practice yesterday. Getting yeah. after it. You know, getting, getting after it. It's Wednesday. It's the it's the physical day. <laughs> a lot of times they'll go off to, you know, work with the trainer so that he can just get a good sense of, of where he is and what he's trying to do and say, let, let me work with him for a little bit. And I bet you, you know, if he's moving around, he says he's fine. He looks pretty fine. Let's see if I put him through a few drills here and then. He may be able to go back in. Well, we don't know that because we don't get to watch um, practice live like that, but um, we'll see. I'm not saying that he's definitely okay, but I am saying it's too early in the week to be legitimately worried about But they it. have four corners on the roster. He's one of them, and if they need to to add a cornerback, if they do that, if they bring a, you know, 
It wouldn't surprise me, like like on Saturday or something like that, if they're if they're Alumba or somebody, somebody like that's on the trip. They may even take a guy on the trip like that. Yeah, I don't think that you know. I mean, the charters are already pretty packed, anyways. You ain't taking my seat. I don't know if you're giving up your seat, but I'm not giving up mine. Dave will uh, give up his if he can fly uh, commercial points, baby points. Yeah, we points, love points and shorts. Yeah, too. those are two really really great. Points. Don't have to wear a tie in the 95 degree weather. Kayvon Frazier, he was limited in practice yesterday. Are we were hearing anything more? Is it the expectation that he's going to play this week? I know he feels pretty confident he is. Have you guys heard anything more? If they sign a safety to the right. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, I know that's. My expectation he's is that he's going to play. To play. I, I mean, mean, he, he kind of has to, I think to, that's right? more of like, uh, you know, when they put limited, I think that's very vague. Like, he could be fine, but you still kind of have to put limited in a way. You know, I, I've learned at this point not to really trust too much the word limited, you know, either way. And yeah. it can go, yeah. Are we all limited, limited in our own way? There is a huge, limited. huge range when you're talking limited. Right. There's a guy that, that may only walk out to practice and they call him limited. Right. There's another guy that may actually do some of the oh, drills so. but not yeah. team, right? So it's just a big range. I mean, you're limited on the show this week because you didn't, you didn't participate 100%. That's, that's I so see dumb. what he I see what he was going for there. You didn't, you I didn't participate. What are you talking about? He's saying, you know, you, anything could be limited. The yeah. fact that you oh, didn't just, you didn't well, talk that second whole, I couldn't yeah. talk. Right. Yeah. See, okay. I limited you. I think he'll be fine. I was the <laughs> you limited me. Right. That was right. a first. And yeah, that was a first. Um, Scintillating uh, injury talk there. Uh, <laughs> let's so, let's move into um, the, uh, the the scouting report on the Carolina Panthers. Let's talk about their defense. Uh, Dave, you started mentioning how good they were and some of the players they have. Kind of walk us through this defensive unit and uh, and give us the highlights. Yeah, um, I think this whole game could come down to how well the Cowboys' offensive line plays against the Panthers' defensive line. I think it is the it is probably the most important flashpoint in this whole thing because that's where I mean that's where the Panthers are good. Like the the 2015 team that got to the Super Bowl, they had talent everywhere. You know, like they had Josh Norman. Uh, they had Kirk Coleman back at safety. Those guys aren't there anymore. Like the, I think the back seven then was a lot better than it is now. But this front is gross. You, I mean, Kawan Short is one of the most disruptive interior linemen in the NFL right now. He's got 24 and a half sacks in the last three seasons from the defensive tackle oh, position. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, it's Ratliff type numbers. Next to him, you've got Mario Addison, who is totally slept on in this league. Uh, Twenty and a half sacks in the last two years. Not, I mean, not Von in Miller. The last two years? Yeah. Oh, geez. That's a, what I'm saying. That's event. still a yeah. big number. Yeah. Yes, I know. Wow. That's my point. Uh, they added. Don, and I don't really know much about him. They added Dontari Poe, who maybe has dropped off a little bit, but I think everybody remembers him. He's big body, big big space eater, mm-hmm. big time. Uh, and then somehow, some way, Julius Peppers is still doing his thing Jeez. and doing it well. <laughs> right. That's I, he's not he's not dropped off. He's not out there collecting a check. Dude yeah. had 11 sacks last year. Yeah. And Jason Garrett blew my mind this morning when he pointed out that he played in the NFL at the same time as Julius Peppers. Yeah, I was thinking 2002. Yeah. Yes, 2002. Yeah. That was his rookie. I know year. he's been around a long time. I didn't realize it had been that long. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, there's depth. There's depth there too. Uh, Mark, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Andre Gerard's no not about it. even yeah. close. No doubt like, about it. He's immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like you're retired. Okay, start the five year clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's been outstanding. Yeah. He and, and when is that clock going to start? I, who the hell knows? They might start it tomorrow. Just like, hey, just go ahead and put him in, even if he's still playing. Put him in. 
Um, is that good? That's good. There's intriguing depth here. Not a lot of proven guys, but Wes Horton is a name to know. Vernon Butler is a guy that I remember from the draft show. He He's a defensive tackle from Louisiana Tech. He was a first-round pick a couple years ago. First-round pick? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and okay. ha- hasn't really done a whole lot as of yet but or sitting behind pole right now yeah exact but i think he gives you again yeah. you're gonna be rotating, rotating so yeah. first um, round pick after there was it 2016 after they won super bowl yes yeah it says first round pick that doesn't sound right in my i don't remember that but i mean you know after no i'm sorry no that's what it says i'm gonna trust him but he he's a high draft pick. Put it that way. He definitely was taken near the top of the draft in the grand scheme. Uh, so they have good depth to rotate with, and there's more talent in their linebacker core too. Because even without Thomas Davis, you obviously have Luke Keekley, and then uh, Shaq Thompson is the guy to know here because mm-hmm. he was another. Uh, we talked about a lot about him. He was a Cowboys draft target way yep. back when. I remember that? And he hasn't he hasn't had like this crazy distinguished career, but the word on the street for him is that he's gotten better every year. And Ron Rivera said uh, the other day, like this week, and he was like, "I'm excited to see what he can do with this opportunity because Thomas Davis isn't going to be available." So, uh, you know, in the modern NFL, when you spend so much time in nickel, he's going to get a big opportunity next to Keekley. It drops off a little bit when you get into the secondary, in my opinion. Um, James Bradbury is a guy that they drafted. Remember, after they let after they let Josh Norman go, they were like, "We're just going to draft like eighty five cornerbacks." Mm-hmm. He was the best of those of that bunch. He's their starter. He's their best cornerback. Where was probably. he drafted? What round? Do you know? Second round. Okay. Um, James Bradbury, and then they drafted Dante Jackson out of my alma mater, LSU, last year, which. I don't think he's that good. I, th- I think he's a super athletic freak. He's physically gifted. He's aggressive. A guy that maybe you can take advantage of. I'm th- if I'm the Cowboys, play action, that type of stuff. Like double moves. He's going to try to take advantage of that. I would guess, and it could be it could be his downfall. Um, at safety, it's fun. Like you got really young and really old because Mike Adams. Talk about Julius Peppers. Mike Adams is 37, playing oh. safety in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so we had a bad situation. He's your old head. And then Denoris Searcy, who has kind of been, uh, he played for the Titans for a while, but he's really been more of a journeyman. And then behind them is Rashawn Galden, who is Brian's pet cat of all pet cats in the draft last year, which rookie. He is a rookie. He's not the starter yet, but I think he's probably going to, you know, be out there. Well, the um, 37 year old isn't going to play forever. Right. So. Well, not only is he not going to play forever, you're probably not going to throw him out there for 60 snaps either. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, there's talent here. Brad, I mean, Bradbury is pretty good. And then you got Dante Jackson and Rashawn Galden, who you hope can become players. But this is going to be their first game. So, ironically, the Panthers are really well suited to defend what the Cowboys want to do. And they're not that well suited against the pass, I would think. Who's so, their third corner? Their th- is it Munnerlyn? Yeah, Captain Munnerlyn's their nickel. Sorry. And he's, a, he's an old head, too. Yeah, right. He's, he's, he's been around for a while. He was with Minnesota. So... Just, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're terrible. We haven't seen them play, but they're nowhere near as talented as the front seven. So, you got your classic strength on strength, weakness on weakness situation. Big opportunity for Dak and the wide receivers to make an early impact. Yeah, we're gonna take our first break, and when we come back, I want to ask that question: uh, Should the Cowboys, when you go into a game like this, when you're what you do well, what you do best is also what your opponent does best to stop? 
Um, should the Cowboys look at this as an opportunity maybe to get their passing game going a little bit more? Or do they go in thinking the run is what we do? We're going to stick with the run and we're going to do it a lot. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break Live at the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. In case you haven't had a chance to come out to the Star and you live in the Dallas area, make sure you take a chance to do that. They have tours that walk by here. You may sometimes see when we're on the air, if there's the right camera angle, there'll be people walking behind us, behind Dave and Amber, uh, that are taking the tour. It's a really cool tour. This building is a really phenomenal building to see. Waving yeah. especially if, Yeah, especially if you're a Cowboys fan. There's a lot of really cool stuff to see. So if you get an opportunity... You're in the area. If you're coming in for a game. I'm going to say, forget in the area. Like, so many of our fans are from outside of Texas, yeah. some outside of the country, for that matter. If yeah. you make your way here for a game, you might as well. I mean, I know it's a hike from the stadium, but you might as well make it up here and just get the whole package. Well, quite frankly, if, if I were a fan living out of town, if I were like a huge Cowboys fan living out of town, I would actually come in. I would stay here at the Omni. I would tour here. Oh, I would tour over at the stadium. <laughs> Making it like rain. You got, you got a way to make this a Cowboys weekend if you're coming into town for a game. You're just, Especially if this is the only time you're going to come, right? Make it a weekend and really enjoy it, right? Those tickets. <laughs> you get those tickets to the game, jury in, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you're doing Omni. I'm doing it all. I'm tours all and a game. I'm going all in. All right. If I'm going, if I'm making it happen... I'm going all in. No, I hear you. And I think going a lot of people in. do that. That's like, what I'm saying. I think it's, so many it's people tweeted us. They're like, hey, we're coming on Sunday. We're going to be at the Star on Friday and yep. blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Tour on Saturday and yeah, the whole nine. So I think that's if you're, the way if to you're, do it. If you're coming in, make sure you tour take a chance. Tour the stadium, then take a helicopter to here, <laughs> pay for that, and do get the whole out thing. here. 
Yeah. All right, Jerry. But if you're going to do the tour of the star, try to do it on Friday. We'll be around the building. It's always nice to see fans and, and hear from you guys. So if you happen to see us, make sure you stop Nick. He'll do autographs, photos, whatever you want. And I yeah. think he both. holds babies. He kisses babies and all that stuff. Yep. Like, tour, the I'll tour guides. Baby. <laughs> the tour guides, like, I, th- I think it's a tour rule that you're not supposed to, like, talk to, you know, employees, meaning players, really. Right, which, right. If you want to say hi to me, say hi, and I'll tell the tour guide to shut up. Like, I don't, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> tour guide, be quiet. Stop. Okay? We're talking my about, friend. we're talking draft show. I know here, him. Right? He's my yeah, friend. He's yeah. my guy. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get back into it. We were talking about the Carolina defense. Dave gave us a really good scouting report on them. Um, and, and the thing that stood out to me the most when I looked at this defense uh, was the fact that against the run last year, again, we know things change from year to year, but last year, this team was the third best run defense in the league, holding uh, their opponents to 88.1 yards rushing per game. You look at the Cowboys, the Cowboys were right up there near the top of the league as far as a rushing team, and this year it's expected to be the same. They're going to lean on the run. That's been something that they've been very plain about saying. That being said, uh, when you enter a game like this where you're going up against an opponent who actually stops what you do best, and, by the way, is not great at the other thing that maybe you're a little bit questionable about, in this instance, the passing game, do you think this is an opportunity maybe for the Cowboys to establish their passing game? Because that's the other thing. At some point this year, they're going to have to force teams to respect their passing game. Is this a great opportunity to get teams to respect? Why do you laugh? You'd have to laugh at that. At some point, do you think this is the the week that maybe they should take that take advantage of that? Maybe come out and, and early try to establish a little bit more of their passing game uh, against a pass defense that's a little weaker than the run defense. That would be super encouraging if they can do it. Because I mean, we, we don't know. We don't know what these receivers are going to look like against real live competition, and we don't know how dynamic they can be. Like, how, you know, is there somebody that can regularly beat their coverage? Because we know. I mean, this is the storyline. Everybody knows that it's the Zeke show, and they're going to be ready for it. And I'm not scared of running the ball. Like, I mean, Zeke said it yesterday. Zeke, Funny, yeah. Hey, eight, nine, ten in the box. Like, that's been the MO since I got here. Like, mm-hmm. this is nothing new, but this is a team, like I said, that they are they're well equipped to take away what you do well. And so if they can establish the passing game, that would be phenomenal because it gives me a lot more confidence in this game and it just gives me confidence in the team moving forward. You know, I was just looking at the stats about that um, last time the Cowboys did play him, and I know that a lot of pieces are are different, but, you know, the Cowboys had a pretty good year running the ball, uh, despite the record. Uh, McFadden had over 1,000 yards, and he ran 10 times in that game for 11 yards. Mm. So, you know, sometimes we've seen where, you know, the best thing we do and the best thing that you do, it doesn't exactly, you know, add up. Now, Romo, we've seen that with Zeke. Yeah, since Zeke has been here. And yeah, times when they Zeke played got the here, Giants. Time they've, I mean, they've played Bengals, some good Packers. I remember yeah. two of those games, maybe back to back in his rookie year. We're like, this is the best in the league, and they're like, well, not, not anymore. Yeah. You know, after Zeke's going for sixty against uh, Cincinnati, but um, but I just look, went back to that game, and I'm like, you know, they they shut him down. Now, I think Castle had to play a lot of that, or after Romo got hurt, so it was yeah. a totally different situation. Hey, well, I, I I totally forgot. Would probably never remember that. Robert Turbin played on the team that year and actually yeah, got, Turbo led the team in, in in rushing yards that game with like 12. Remember him, Ugh. Turbin? Yeah, I remember Turbin. You don't even have to go back that f- I mean, the Denver Broncos yeah, last oof, year. I I never thought that I would see a team so thoroughly dominate this running game. You know, cuz to Nick's point, like you're like, okay, you're number 1 in the league, like the Cowboys are still getting 100 as a team if right. not Zeke. You're like that's just going to happen. Right. 
Not in Denver. I mean, I'd never seen, I've never seen anything yeah. like that. And a lot of that was a product of, of kind of what we saw throughout the year, too. It was one of the first times that year that we were like, you know what? This Dez situation's a little bit different. You know, like he, he's not getting open as much, and, you know, Dak's forcing it to him, and it just was off, and then it was led to everything Was that the game where they threw him about 20 times? Yeah, like, I yes. mean, and maybe the running game was off. It led to that, or vice versa, or either way, they were just not in sync in that game yeah. and yeah I like to think that the cowboys have a way to pass the ball around and, and maybe get out of that oh I, I will say i think one of the reasons the broncos fared so well is they had the secondary to just completely nullify they're not afraid which i i would like to believe that even this dallas passing game can take advantage of the panthers like that you gotta be able to back them off at least enough to where I know what Zeke said, but I mean, at least give me some seven man boxes instead of nine, and, at least on occasion. And on Panthers break, you know, they're over there saying <laughs> they're over there saying right now or talking Panthers. I was about to say hanging, he's probably talking hanging, hanging with the pants, you know, whatever they have over there. Hanging with the pants. Well, yeah. You whatever. gotta do something more creative than that. Like well, welcome to the jungle. Well, I'm or, just saying, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I don't mean, know. Meow. <laughs> oh meow. Yeah. Anyways. Um cat talk over there <laughs> they they are saying you know what our corners are eh, but you know this week like <laughs> alan hearns terrence williams yeah, Cole Beasley, absolutely. like this is the week that you know absolutely brad boy it's a great whatever, way to start brad for them yeah. is what they're thinking about what's it, his yeah. name bradbury bradbury brad boy. an accomplished cook this is what i think um again i agree with all of you guys saying that they should take advantage of this and establish that you can have a good passing game too and, and kind of spread the and not let zeke be the main focus of this whole whole offense here's my concern zeke obviously he hasn't played in the preseason and from what we've seen in the past it takes him a little bit and not that he needs all those reps in the games because he he's a beast and there's nobody else like him he, he he's good but I think that may play a factor into it. And one of the things that I would be kind of on the lookout for is those short passes from Dak. Look, I, I can't say his last name. Look. Luke Keekly. 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 He is one of the, I think he's the top linebacker in the NFL with the most interceptions. So not only is he good. In the last good, five years for sure, yeah. Not only is he good at tackling, but he's also really good with his hand and positioning himself to be able to make those interceptions. So I would be really careful with those short throws right there, although he's in, a, in the middle, but he he's kind of – I see him all over the place. Type of like Sean Lee. Sean Lee just – he is everywhere, and he just comes out of nowhere. But just be careful with those short passes. I think this is the, the one game where you can maybe give a Dak that confidence back of making those long throws. And like Dave pointed out, the whole – back end of their defense is it, it's doable it's not something that we should be good word really doable. worrying about yeah <laughs> i'm not saying they suck but doable. it's doable you know Which, luke keekley only has two uh, like one career two interception game and he's only got one touchdown return cowboys cowboys, <laughs> cowboys. So this only happened once but yeah all right let's take our final break when we come back uh, i do want to ask some questions about thomas davis and how much they will miss him not being on that defense. Uh, and then also we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the wide receiver matchups. What do the cornerbacks look like matching up against these receivers? What do we think this wide receiver rotation will look like this week? Well, this will be the first time we'll actually get a chance to see who's your starter, 
who are the guys that primarily are in what spots and, and what kind of things are they doing with them. We'll talk about all of when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back. To the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Davey, take it away. Here's the thing. I'm going to be really honest with you because okay. that's what I am. Be really honest. I'm not wearing Tommy John Whoa. underwear today. That scared me for a second. Okay, I'm, I'm not. I put on the cotton stuff that I had probably left over from the stuff you bought me at camp a couple oh, years ago. Oh, that's why you were scratching that. Yeah. Oh. I'm just, hey, AG, wow. you're not wrong. It sucks. It's not comfortable. It's a bad day. I'm adjusting. I'm conscious of it. It's hot outside. It, it's it's just. All right, it's you a, painted the picture. Move it's on. A bad, it's a bad deal, guys. So what I'm saying is. Welcome to the swamp. I need to go get more Tommy John, and you should too. You should go to uh, TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys to get 20% off your order, and you won't be miserable like I am right now wearing non-Tommy John underwear. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to paint that picture for you, but it was compelling, wasn't it, though? No. It (laughs) It was nasty. served a point. You're saying not everything Michael Jordan does is a winner. Not everything Michael Jordan does. Well, clearly, look at this team. I was about to say, the Bobcats. Yeah. You know, that's they're the Hornets of... now. and they're, yeah. And they're, yeah, yeah, they haven't been the Bobcats in a while, man. Either way. Either way, he's I'm not, not I wouldn't them. call myself a big NBA fan. Yeah, so that's, I wouldn't fair. Really that's fair. And he's yeah. also the spokesman for another competing brand. They don't compete They don't well. compete, though, do they? <laughs> they don't compete very well. No. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, – I want to talk about 
uh, Thomas Davis. We mentioned that he's out for the first four games of the season. Cowboys get a break here. You, know, you look at the season as it goes on. Okay, there'll be Bronx. weeks. <laughs> there'll be weeks. Get them all out of here. There'll be weeks that you'll get breaks when certain guys aren't playing. There'll be weeks that, that Cowboys will give breaks because certain guys. Yeah, on that's team a good point. Playing, right? And I like it goes back and forth. That this goes back to Nick and I. I mean, I agree with Nick for the most part. Like you know, it's the old stick of like he'll play. Like it's the Cowboys, so of course Odell's going to play. Well, <laughs> right? Okay, I you can't whiffed on that. You one. can't. <laughs> you can't say that the breaks never go your way. I mean, you're getting a break right. Yeah, you know, break. This is a good break. Last year, last year the Cowboys got a few of those. If you remember, mm-hmm. I mean, Odell did not play, but it, David Johnson wasn't playing in Week Three against Arizona. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I believe there was another one like that. I, I remember, like in the first month of the year, they kind of caught a few breaks that way. Yeah, it wasn't in Denver. But but why is he not? Yeah, yeah, they all played there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't in. Denver. He's not playing. He's uh, uh, he's got a PED suspension. Like a, I think it's substance abuse. I think more on the PED side than the good time side. Give the trophy back, or you just take it. What do you do with that man of the year award that the NFL gives you? You well, it depends. I mean, I mean, sometimes you make a mistake. I hey. mean, I, I don't. I don't necessarily want to just say the guy is a horrible person because yeah. he didn't say. You know, I didn't say he was horrible. Well, if you're saying person. give back the man of the year award, then he's <laughs> not a good not person. Not a horrible person, good but person. You, if you win the man of the year award, you're doing. You've a lot got of, to be a good person. Well, not right? well. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to be a good I person. I don't think that's to say true. out of every player in the NFL. You are selected as the man of the year. Hey, I was just going to say, a pretty good if person. you right, win man of the year, you've done a lot of good for your community. Right, and that makes what, you a pretty good person. Okay, right? but uh, but there's a lot and of you guys. you got some vices. We all hold do. Hold on. All right. Hold on. All right. But all, all I'm saying is is that you you can get caught doing a certain drug four or five times, and finally, okay, now it's the whole game or four games, and then it's a, you know all that stuff. But if you get caught with that one time, it's, there's no slap on the wrist. It's yeah, four right, games. Right. I mean, because they're, they're saying – Theoretically, that you're cheating the game. Yes, and so I, all I'm saying is, is that that that's very unfortunate for him. I I'm not mis- I know all the things I've read on, on him uh, before that. I think he's been outstanding in his community and all that. Clearly, but it's just an unfortunate circumstance where the league's got to be like, yeah. Man. They because, didn't like handing down the suspension. I'm of course sure. not, because yeah. of you know he has been the NFL Man of the Year, and then that's what that is. But you know, I mean, you've got a quarterback that's first ballot Hall of Famer that. You know, he maybe he cheated the game too. So with air, air up footballs. But that's just my opinion. All right, let's move on. I do want to talk about this wide receiver group. Dave, Dave, and I not care about the play. Care less. Um, Let's talk about the uh, the wide receiver core. Talk to me about the rotation. What do you guys expect? Who's going to be the starter this week? What do you expect from them as far as a group? And I'm sorry, did I say something different? You said receiver. Yes, I said receiver. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, I want to know kind of what you guys think as far as a starter, as far as a rotation. Who do you expect to see? Uh, in certain situations, talk to me about. I mean, the do you overall. really figure out who the a starter is? I mean, I, I feel that there's going to be so much rotation that the word starter is just. Is there? I mean, I, I think that's a valid question yeah. too. Like, do you think all five of those guys rotate? Do you uh, yes. think that it's going to be mainly two so. or three of them? You know what? I thought about this exact right before we were on the show. We were uh, went over to practice real quick and just saw just a couple of plays. They did some kind of uh, drill, but but I was. You know, first team, there's Dak, and I saw Gallup and Tavon, and I think it was Zeke out, split out or whatever, and I'm thinking, you know what? This is going to be a lot of different stuff. You're always going to be having to pay attention. And I wonder if that's a, a, a good thing because you had a good feeling when Dez was going to be out there. But in this case, third and seven is 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 different than third and 14. And it used to be third and long was the, here's your best guys. 
Now, well, maybe Thompson's in on this one, but he wouldn't be on this more possession one. Hearns is in. So I think it's real I think she's right. And I think that it's gonna be a lot of different guys kind of doing things. And that might be tougher for the defense to match up. Maybe. Maybe I think I think that my expectation is that this is gonna be better and this is gonna help them. Because again, now you have you don't have one specific guy that you're forcing things to just because you think you have to do that. So that gives you the opportunity to let other guys come in, try it out. Okay, this one didn't go. So it's just so this mentality of being so fixated on one specific thing, the fact that you have so many different guys where one not necessarily stands out, that takes away that fixation that yeah. you constantly have. I actually kind of wonder, I wonder for a defensive back, as you're studying the team that you're going against, is it harder to study and prepare for a team like this where when you line up, no matter where you're lining up, you could be across from Deontay Thompson. You could be across from, and the speed that he has, right? You could be across from Tavon Austin, who's extremely quick. You can be across from Cole Beasley, who's extremely quick. You can be across from, you know, you got these different types of receivers. None of them, again, none of these guys is a great receiver in the context of your Julio Jones and those kinds of receivers, but they all have this one or two things that they do really well. Is it harder to prepare for that? No, then on any given play, you have to be prepared to deal with what they do really well. Yeah, I don't think so. I, nope. I, I think it sounds really good, but I think, you know, I've been hearing about this matchup between Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham. Is, and I think if I'm Jalen Ramsey, and, you know, I, I would rather just surprise me with the Thompson and Gallup. Okay, I it got it. It ain't you. Odell Beckham. It's not Odell Beckham. Yeah, so I'm with I, you. I, I think, I, you know, what you just said about, about you know, not fixated on one thing, it all kind of made a little bit more sense now about this thing with Dez. Just and even though all summer long it's we've been dealing with it or talking about it, but it really makes more sense now about why doing it because you'll have no problem forcing the ball to Beckham and Julio Jones and, and Antonio Brown when that's what you want to do and that's what it kind of was with Dez, but when when everyone sees that he's lost a step but Dez and now you're having to deal with more issues because of that, um, that's that's where the problem is. He he, I don't think he really understands and can come to grips with the fact of that things are totally different now we have to play this game differently so that's kind of causing a little bit of a problem he's they were still fixed you know forcing the ball to a player that doesn't need to be forced you know into so yeah yeah no i th i mean i think it was troy aikman went on the radio last week and said like defenses weren't game planning the way that they used to for des for like the last two years he was here which i think that's probably true and it's fair and they're not going to be game planning for any of these guys either but that's okay because you got Zeke. That's the whole – I mean, he's going to be the thing that makes this run, and you're still going to have to – regardless of how good their front is, you're still going to have to challenge it. But that's the whole logic of this thing is you can just mix and match and pair these receivers where the weakness but, is. But what's happened to – I bet you four or five years ago, teams started changing the way they game plan for Larry Fitzgerald. And and then as and now it's like you know what like we we better go back to that because he he made them pay for that and that's the problem. Des didn't really make them pay in the last two years. His numbers kept declining, and they obviously weren't. Why Troy saying that means they weren't doubling the same. They weren't giving the same amount of help. We, we talked about it all the time. Like he's really not getting doubled that much. Yeah, not he, not, not on a that huge play. amount. Yeah. So I I think I can see why the situation is what it is, and I can see why Des is not on a team right now. That's yeah. because I it, I don't think Dez can handle the situation Actually, of where it is. Now he might be what no. talking to Cleveland or something again. I wrote I wrote today in my uh, my column is just that I just disagree. Not because I think I mean I don't think Dez is this amazing receiver anymore, but 
they're just teams that need the help. Like, I can't believe the Patriots aren't interested. That's crazy to me. But, like, they don't have anybody. But I think part of that problem is that I think Dez's opinion of himself is different yeah. than the rest of the league's opinion That's of Dez. Fine. I think that I think Dez still sees himself as the upper echelon of receivers in the NFL. And I don't think there are a lot of teams out there that really consider him in that in that category. I think there are some teams that think he still can play a role for us. And so they're going to want to pay him on the level of he can still play a role for us, not an elite level. And I don't think that Dez believes that he's just a role guy. I think he may be a week two guy. I think he's biding his time, waiting for somebody to be in dire straits. Yeah. And and desperation makes you pay more. They're not going to break the bank. Well, don't forget years, too. Like the whole thing, the the report was that he didn't want to sign a multi-year deal. Right. Because Baltimore gave him a pretty decent offer. Right. It wasn't a horrible Which, offer. If somebody's willing to give him that one-year deal to come in when somebody blows out their knee, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm interested in what happens with that. Can but that'll be a really good receiver if he's only doing a one-year deal, though. Yeah. You better be aware of that. No, for sure. Can I go back to your initial question sure. to having different guys yeah. as receivers? And you said it wouldn't affect, but I think it does affect uh, when they're going up against the defenses. The fact that let's say you have a, a corner that is, I don't know, different guys. When you look at the variety, variety mm-hmm. of different qualities of these receivers, height, speed, all of those things, I think it affects because let's say the defender at one point He's going up against, let's say, Thompson. Tall guy. Okay, and then all of a sudden he has to go for uh, Austin. Tavon Austin. Shorter guys. And maybe that whole thing helps to create a little bit of confusion where, yes, obviously they're smart enough to know what's going on in the game. They're professionals. But at the same time, that might help create confusion as far as, oh, yeah, it's this guy. I I forgot he's not as tall. Or maybe as short. Or, you know, I don't know. I think it, it helps create a tiny bit of confusion maybe. that may be positive. Maybe. Ironically. So. Then having a constant same guy. Yeah. Ironically, the only guy that I feel confident is going to be on the field like all the time is the guy that fans don't want to see. Terrence. Terrence. Yeah, I was going to say Cole. I think Cole's going to be the guy oh, that gets more, I think, more I think, reps than anybody else. Ironically, can, he was the best last year. I can imagine a world where Cole comes off for Tavon, or you know, Tavon's in the slot instead of Cole, like mix and matching. But I, I hear you. But I, I don't. I don't think off. it was personally. I don't think it was a coincidence that we didn't see Terrence William playing with the first team a whole lot, as he even at once he was back and completely back into practice. He was still well, running a lot with my the hope. Team. My hope is that, and that it's so interesting to me because, like, just by by virtue, by the nature of it, somebody's going to emerge. Like somebody, like just the law of averages says you're going to make a play. I don't know if it's going to be Miles Austin. Cool. I don't know if it's going to be Miles Austin in Kansas City. Yeah. But you know, people are going to be buying jerseys for one of these receivers by November. Yeah. So, I mean, and hopefully it's Michael Gallup. But true, yeah. That's your hope, but when but you rookies, have to it's see. hard to rely on rookies for sure. like that. I but, think you'll make some plays this year that'll turn some heads, and people will start to really buy in. But I ultimately believe this is the year that Cole Beasley has a really good year. I think this is a breakout year for him. I really do. Let's hope so. Define I, breakout like it's seventy-five. I, I think, I, yeah, I think it's going to be in that 75, 80 okay. range of I, catches. That's I just I can't. I have a hard time imagining him doing better than he did in sixteen. He I can imagine him doing that again, yeah. but like. Nah. I don't think Cole Beasley is going to catch 120 balls for 1,200 yards or some Wes Welker stuff. Although I will say this, I would not be shocked if he does one of those things like those receivers in New England have done for the last few years, whether it's 
Edelman or whether it's, you know, whoever it is where, where you get up there in that 90 to 100 range as far as mm-hmm. catches. You may not have a lot of touchdowns, but just the volume, the amount of times they feed him the ball mm-hmm. uh, because they get him in good positions where he can actually catch the ball quickly and, and make something happen. I think they're going to do that a lot. I think that's going to be a, a, a staple of this offense. If really that do. happens, then I would. I feel like they wouldn't be throwing the ball to Zeke enough for my liking. But that's and that's another fascinating subplot. Yeah, it is. is. I hope they're going to be throwing Zeke the ball a lot. But they still haven't done it yet. Nope. I'm hopeful that they do it this season, but Agreed. they haven't done it yet. We'll have to see. And we'll Sanjay Lal's hand grip is going to pay off. The bricks. The bricks. The bricks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's going to pay off because Terrence is not going to be dropping as many balls. Hopefully. We will see. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll get you guys ready for the game. We'll give you all the great insight that you'll need in order to watch Cowboys and Panthers. Still in for Nick Eben, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. Radio.